Welcome to Dancing with Gravity, my podcast into the life of a juggler. My name is Cyril Rabat. I'm your host. I'm French, sorry for my accent. I've been a professional juggler for the past 25 years. This is episode number 14, and it's a discussion with Bradley. Well, Bradley needs no introduction. You, everybody knows him, Bradley Cooper, the famous actor and now director uh oh oh no no wait a second no 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 it's just bradley the juggler from chicago (laughs) all right bradley you're up yeah let's try the mic can you hear me yeah go for it can you hear me in the microphone does that sound good i tend to like get kind of quiet like that's (laughs) i know on the show you're like i mean i get like kind of quiet like once i like my comfortable talking is like all right, like this. No, that's yeah. pretty good. Wow. So, but then I can also get really loud too. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't get too far. Don't go like keep stay pretty close to this. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, and or yeah. bringing uh, yeah. bringing towards you. See, that's, yeah. That's the. Ooh, this is better. Ooh, there you go. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's better. And then talk into the mic. Talk. You know, right. we can look at each other, but we need, we still need to be talking into the mic. <laughs> that's, that's good. Not, so, just um, hey, what, what's your last name? So my, uh, my last name, uh, as far as you, let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, what's your last name? <laughs> my last name's Harris. Harris. But my a lot of people know me as. We could talk about this. I mean, this is part talking of, to the mic. Are we? <laughs> Yeah. We could, yeah, good. So <laughs> people know you like what? It's Adita. What? Adita. 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 Yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. A-D-I-T-A. Y. It's your stage name? Wait, are we like, are we going or are we Oh, yeah, yeah, we're recording. Oh. <laughs> That's not a good, is that a good way to start? <laughs> I, I, we'll edit it. It doesn't matter. Just okay, I guess, we're, I guess we're going now, huh? Yeah. So okay. Adita. Yes, Adida. So um, when I was in uh, college, I wrote a zine. Uh, do you, are you familiar with the, what a zine yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I had a zine. It was called uh, A Day in the Air. Uh-huh. And uh, so A Day in the Air, A-D-I-T-A. Uh. So people, some people started calling me like Bradley Adida, you know, the, just the like, nick, like the, like a, yeah, yeah right. like a nickname of um, the, but that's also, the you know, in, in, in punk rock culture, it's mm-hmm. a, a lot of times people will get a, a, a moniker, a last name, it changes, you know, let's say you're in a band, you know, Cyril and the uh, juggling balls. So then your name would become... Oh, that's a bad example. Let's see. <laughs> let's say cereal <laughs> the ball. <laughs> well, yeah, like cereal. Let's say you were uh, in a band, uh, uh, the, the 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 juggling clubs. Okay. Right. And then you'd be like, and you're the singer and like the main guy. Then you'd be like cereal uh, clubs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then people would know. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's that's cereal uh, clubs. Okay. 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 And then well. you know, and then it promotes your band too, and it kind of, you know, it kind of creates. It becomes part of like the punk culture, 
You know, okay. there's, there's like, for instance, there's a, a, a band called The Queers, and uh, the singer of the band is Joe Queer. Okay. He also goes by the name Joe King. Right. It's Joe, not confusing at all. Jo- Joe King. Okay, so can I call you Bradley? Just call me Bradley. <laughs> Bradley. Yeah, but my, but my birth name is Harris. Yeah. So, oh, right. And I, li- I kind of like Adida because it has more like character. Like Harris is a pretty kind of bland name. Really? I think it's awesome. It's it's like in in it, it works. It's, it's a good it's a good name, but yeah. it's it's like it's like Smith. There's many Harrises. Oh, right, it's right, very right. common. Right. So right. it doesn't you know and Bradley is a very common right. first name. So it just seemed like I yeah. Wanted, like I introduced nice. you as like Bradley Cooper. <laughs> when? <laughs> Uh, uh, in my intro, I recorded it before because you're, you're like an hour late, so I had plenty of time to. <laughs> well, you got the whole hour of. <laughs> it's just been. I have episodes. an hour intro. <laughs> yeah, you have an hour intro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the intro is. Right? So you you told me uh, last time we saw each other, you told me like that you were like a a juggling bull yourself. You're just like being catched and thrown back in the air because. You were juggling when you're younger, and then you stopped, and now you're starting again. So there's this cycle happening. For me, in my life right now, yeah, it's it's um, yes. I mean, my relation to juggling, uh, to come back uh, after a, an absence like that, and kind of re. How long was that? Um, probably. It's hard to say, but um, 2005. For sh- for sure is like a, a, a good, but maybe even before that, um, like it it wasn't an immediate thing where I was like I'm done. It was yeah yeah yeah. It, it, it tapered. slowed down. Yeah, I mean I also sort of uh, in 2003 or so I sort of reached my, I, what I felt was like my um, uh, limit of Your cap? Of, my, my, of capabilities. Yeah. Mm. Um, you you're not able to like get better. Um, within the context of life, um, you know, moving forward, what what a career looks like, it's not going to be in juggling. Mm. Um, but you were a street performer for a while. It's not. There's no money. I mean, there's very little money. Yeah. Well, it's fun, but yeah. Fun. I was able to tour around the country. Yeah. Uh, solo uh, once, and then I accompanied uh, friends' bands mm-hmm. uh, once as well. But no, yeah, it's you don't make a living with that. It's not a living. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had, you know, maybe in a in a dream world, uh, I could have somehow put a lot of things together. But it it uh, it was not uh, didn't seem practical. Yeah, yeah. But it's a. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be that. See, we Juggling. Com- we come from a different point of view. You fr- from listening to the podcast. Mm. You. you dedicated your life I mean you you, mm-hmm. you got you saw it my understanding is that you know in the circus this was a discipline that uh, could that attracted you and you saw that it could be a future for you and and you went after it I didn't know if it would be a future for me but I, as I said before like my father was an example for me of dedication to his art you know and he was He's, he is a double bass player and um, a musician. And I mean, there's maybe a little more 
future for musicians, but it's still really hard to make a living as a musician in this world, you know? Very much. So to see uh, him, like, just practicing every day and never giving up and, you know, keeping on going forever, I, I never thought to myself, can I make a living by being a juggler? I just thought, well, if I dedicate my life to it, it's going to work because it worked for my father and it was not even like a conscious thought it was just like how it was you know I was born into it so I was born in seeing that as an example so I never thought of it I was just like oh I love juggling I want to live my life on the road as a circus performer so I'm just going to do it and I'm also like a little um, impatient and like uh, not only impatient but like spontaneous I'm very spontaneous so then whenever something looks good to me I just go and do it and I lack like the reflection of like calculating is it gonna work is it not gonna work if is it smart is it not smart it's just like if I feel like it I just go ahead and do it Mm -hmm. Um, do you think the world of juggling opens up when you learn the three ball cascade uh opposite to simply do like a tubal shower which is the natural natural things to, to do like you know you'd give two balls to a kid or someone that has no idea they're gonna throw with one hand and catch with the other and pass it along and just keep doing this right. shower pattern you know like yeah. which is which is the natural juggling um pattern so i think only after you get to the three ball cascade mm-hmm. And of course, some someone's natural, and I've seen it before, is their natural is a, a reverse cascade. Mm-hmm. And someone else, maybe they develop that two-ball um, shower into a three-ball shower somehow naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never come across a, a onesie-twosie Well, it's like these, uh, those, those women like on this island juggling yes. cascade only. Right, right. Uh, that's um, Tonga. Yeah. Uh, so the they... Tui, the tui-tui nuts. Right. And I heard they were going up to like seven, eight, seven or eight showered. Shower? It's all shower. That's 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 big. Like eight bowl shower. It might be. Yeah. That's now, now now with these, you know, jugglers today that the 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 current modern European uh, non Tongan jugglers might have beat their record, but for a mm. long time they were the the, the shower queens and, yeah and because they were all women but only in one direction in this very like uh instinctive primal pattern that we have when you take two objects right. and you're just gonna do that naturally yeah they didn't have it for, like where did that how did that develop where did you know we it it's wasn't funny because yeah. it did develop as a cascade very long ago because you're talking about like you know four thousand years ago the egyptians or whoever was around, they were juggling cascade. Well, you know, it's hard to know what they were doing from that hieroglyphic uh, uh, drawing. Why? Because they're in a diagonal, like they're, they're seen from the side? You have to look at it. I mean, but it's also completely static. So yeah. you don't know what pattern well, it you is, could, but you can kind of see that there's two, like maybe, I think, you know, I think they're holding two balls and there's one that's, suspended in the, in the air yeah but at one point in history 
someone yeah. thought about not simply throwing and catching in this one like uh, a shower circle pattern and thought about crossing the I mean it's really a complex pattern when you break it down because I've been like doing a lot of um, writing and and trying trying to like start my YouTube channel to like teach people to juggle and since I want to start it from the very beginning I'm actually breaking it down to to nothing and doing all that work made me realize this cascade pattern is really complex because it's it's um, it's all about using your body completely and then and as an ambidextrous mm-hmm. both side the same way where like the body is not built for that we have a stronger side and a weaker side we all have a side where we kick we punch and a side where we catch or receive and rebalancing that and asking for the body to like rebalance and and make it so both side of the body actually give as much power and not only the power but like has as much control and dexterity in absorbing the ball and receiving the ball Mm -hmm. is huge and at one point in history there's there's a guy or a woman like someone would just like invented that and then it was it became the basic for juggling because now the basic of juggling is this cascade which is not natural which you have to learn and it's not the shower which is this primal thing but i, mean, I understand I, why but i'm not i i don't know if i'd entirely go along with that because i, I mean my model for how these things develop would be that there is a dozen or <coughs> pardon me <clears throat> maybe 50 people or, or whatever the number is someone you know a caveman did it a million years ago but then it get lost and it's found i mean it's right. it's it's this sort of formula that people sort of stumble upon and then they'll lose but then it'll be found again because Absolutely. it's you know something that is uh, sort of, it, it, it's it, it, there is a natural aspect to it. Well, but in, only but if you push if further, further than the the two ball, than sure. the two ball shower. But I'm saying it's natural even in the sense that like a reverse five ball Mills mess is natural. Like it exists as a formula, so it's out there, mm. just like you know in space flying around. You know what I'm saying? No, but to. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you're saying? <laughs> I'm saying that it's it's like a, it's like a formula. So it's out there, just like it exists, you know. Right, but then you have to like go through many steps in juggling to get to the level where this can become real right. and and achievable for you. Yeah, because f- five ball miss miss is 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 a good one. I worked on this one. It's like it takes a while to get. Uh, to, to master yeah yeah but but these you know a, a, a 17 ball cascade is out there mm. no one's done it yet but the the formula for it like the, I mean it's a very simple formula from a juggling point of view we have a mm. side swap so it would be 17 17 right right so I'm just saying so that these formula the, 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 the notion of the trick exists maybe even before the trick yeah. And, I, and, the, and let me back up and say maybe it's a skill. 
because I've been trying to say skill as opposed to trick. And right. That's yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. Like you, you were talking about like changing the vocabulary of juggling, mm-hmm. like redefining the vocabulary and making it more accessible or more like uh, on point, like more accurate. I think an accuracy um, is a component to it, but I, I think on point and well, then what is the point? And I, actually, I can remember our conversation when we first talked. Yeah. You had done your uh, two ball contact juggling. Uh, routine at the fly by night. Cool. Huh? Yeah. It was it was amazing and cool. doing things that I'd, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I never Thanks. even thought of. And um, we talked afterwards, and uh, this this idea sort of came up about this trick versus a skill. Mm-hmm. And the skill to me, I think somehow you might have said something about trick, or I would have said someone said trick first, you or me. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, you know, let's let's call it a skill, mm. and, and about like juggling jugglers like respecting themselves. Mm. So I think that's kind of like where I'm trying to come from. But don't you think that, like for me, juggling is a skill. So I mm-hmm. I'm developing the skill of juggling. Yes. But then the term trick refers to like a, a one specific movement within the like realm of juggling as a skill. So if I, if I kind of, um, the way I would think about it would be that juggling is an art. Uh-huh. Cascade is a skill. Uh-huh. The two ball ca- shower would maybe be like a micro skill. Right. So you would just take tricks altogether out of the juggling vocabulary? It's a, I think that th- that word is a good place to start when we start thinking about how to think about what we do mm. and also about how to communicate maybe with, uh, communicate with other people. Mm. Um, and I think then this goes into a whole other conversation, a whole other topic, which is related. Um, but but you, could, you could also just end it where we are right now. But the related topic is basically the, the juggling, there's the juggler, right? Which is an interesting thing too because the person who does 17 balls is actually living and they do it, mm-hmm. but they just never showed it to anyone, mm-hmm. right? Because juggling is a solo activity. So mm-hmm. someone could be juggling somewhere. They just never shared their juggling mm-hmm. with anyone. Well, although it's becoming difficult in our day and age where social media and everybody is like, you know, showing their life right, right. from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to take a shit. To the moment you're going to bed. But hypothetically, right? Someone right. maybe out in the woods or something. I mean, hi- hypothetically, I agree. someone could do a, uh, could be working on a juggling. There is thing. amazing jugglers out there that are not famous at all. I, I famous, totally agree. But maybe even people that uh, we, who don't, they don't participate in the juggling community. Mm. They Maybe they juggle for whatever reason they juggle. Mm. Maybe they learned it when they were a kid, when they were training for baseball. But don't you think like juggling is a social activity? Like it can be, you know, like uh, juggler has a tendency to like always like meet up and meet up in parks and meet up in uh, alleys and whatever, wherever it is and juggle together. Because I don't know why. I'm talking about although it's a solo activity. Well, it is uh, uh, because of the, the, for the nature because of the three ball cascade is a one person, right? It's defined as maybe one because person. it's so lonely to practice juggling that you you want to practice juggling, but next to someone else that's also doing it, so you don't feel that lonely. I don't know. <laughs> I never had that problem, so I, I could spend like 
my whole day in, in a you know in a room juggling by myself so you in some ways you were that guy yeah like 17 and, balls well not 17 balls but yeah i was that guy uh, just sp spending so much time just by myself and i didn't really care I w but also i I'm okay by being by myself. Like I'm this, I have this nature to be like, I'm fine when I'm alone. I don't, I'm quickly overwhelmed when I'm with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I'm not that social. I'm not, and it's weird because I'm a performer. So I'm okay by being on, on stage and being seen with five, five, five thousand people. I have no problem with that. But it's a short amount of time and I'm performing and I know that at that moment, everybody's watching, looking at me And then I'm performing for them. And then once it's done, it's done. And I go home and I'm happy to be by myself uh, doing whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, I, I, can, Weird, I right? can relate to that. So there is that kind of component where it is. But it goes back and forth. It, it's a, it's a, you know, a, a bowling. You don't necessarily have to have a bowling team. You could be the, the bowling alley is about to close. You're the last one there. And yeah. you're still practicing or right. working on your bowling right golfing people practice miniature golf and and their putting skills mm. all the time and, mm. and and that's a big part of the game but a, a lot of the fun of golfing is golfing in a, in a group mm. um, so it's well there's, we're social creatures so yeah we're yeah. drawn to be together I guess yeah so th that's but I think there's something nice about juggling in the sense that it can be done on your own and you can develop on your own yeah There's a lot of things you don't need to know if you're just going to juggle three balls. And I think books or the juggling techniques that I've seen until now are teaching people to juggle three balls like if you're only going to learn to juggle three balls. Mm -hmm. And then they're teaching you four balls like you were only going to juggle four balls. And then they're teaching you five balls like you're only going to teach you five balls. So the problem with that is that you're not learning the proper technique from the beginning. And every time you want to make a step, you have to spend a lot of time correcting mm -hmm. default and wrong habits you developed by only juggling three balls or, you know, like focusing on like juggling three balls like you're only going to do that. And my desire is to teach a juggling technique that is right from the beginning. So then you're learning to juggle three balls and the basic and the foundation you're like carving into your body mm -hmm. and into yeah. your brain is already the right one for a nine ball pattern. So then you skip so much correcting time, you know, like time of like spending time correcting and having, because the hardest thing is to correct in juggling. Mm -hmm. That's much harder to correct a wrong habit than to um, learn a new skill. When you learn a new skill, it's frustrating. Because you don't know it, you're trying, it doesn't make any sense. So there's like this blurriness in your brain when you're like, fuck, am I fucking stupid or, or what is happening to me? But then eventually it clears up and you start getting it and then you move on. Correcting a wrong pattern 
is a pain in the ass because you think you already know it. And suddenly you have to like backtrack and accept the fact that you actually don't know it the right way. So you have to relearn what you already put so much time into learning in the first place, but a different way. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's so much frustration attached to it because you're like, I already spent like six months learning that and now you're telling me I need to learn it again. So I'm like, why don't we teach the first time around the right way so I don't have to spend my time correcting jugglers because I spend a lot of time teaching, you know, in professional circus schools or whatever to like jugglers of all levels. And honestly, some jugglers better than me, you know, like stronger than me, able to do crazier shit than I do. And my entire time is about correcting them. It's not about learning something new. It's about relearning something they already know. To go to what you're saying about these these corrections from the beginning, I mm -hmm. think that's really interesting mm -hmm. and, and really important. And, um, I, and I think even at that time, um, what we had sort of mentioned, it was sort of a, a, a f interesting way of looking at it, was that you were you're interested in sort of training jugglers who like sort of like uh, maybe like jugglers five balls and beyond. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested in like where I am and what direction I'm, I'm like to go uh, like to go is to uh, help bring people to juggling and juggle, you know, so that people could juggle three balls and get them to five balls. Mm -hmm. I, I would like to be a person who would say, if you're working on five balls or if you'd like to do five balls and encourage people to want to do five balls. Mm -hmm. and, and so that because we, as we both had also talked about, is that five balls is sort of the the level where it, you transition between uh, a certain competence in juggling, and then you sort of say, well, maybe I'm, I, w I really want to get into cigar boxes. Mm -hmm. or maybe I'm going to go for that nine balls. Mm -hmm. So when you commit to learning five balls, and what, one of the things I love about it is that it's also something that even with help and and, and uh, experienced juggler like coaching you, mm -hmm. it's something that you have to do. Oh yeah. So and, and that's a really cool thing where it goes back to that solo mm -hmm. aspect of it because it's it's just you and those five balls. Yeah, it's you against yourself. And, and and there's something there's not. I feel like there's not a lot of that in some ways in the world. Absolutely. Where, so that's that's a and and the satisfaction that you get when you know that you did it. Mm -hmm. It's it's a totally personal. Yeah, it's huge. Satisfaction. It's huge. Yeah. But the thing is, if, and I know for sure, they don't learn right from the beginning how to juggle properly, like in the exact directions, knowing all the right elements so you can build on a healthy foundation. There's a lot of time spent on correcting along the way because then every time you want to you know, go from like six to seven, seven to eight, eight to nine, or you want to go to a more complex side swap or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you're going to have to correct your direction and make them more precise, more um, also like correct the body. Mm -hmm. If you're not in the right position, you're going to hurt yourself. So there's a lot of injury coming up and then you have to find out the Anatomy, the proper anatomical way to move your body to stop hurting yourself. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Imagine you teach that at the right off the bat, and you spend the first year of a juggler's career teaching them all the right parameters, all the right way, all the proper way. So you uh, raise their consciousness so they start understanding their bodies, mm-hmm. how it works, how it functions, and what they need to do to be actually in the correct position. Can you conceive like the time you save later? So you, it might be harder to learn at first because then it's very demanding and then the progression at first is going to be a little slower. Mm-hmm. But then once all of this is incorporated into your body and your brain and you just don't think about it anymore because, you know, when you do five balls, you, you're not thinking, you're just doing it. You know, it's like once you know how to do a trick, it's like doing bicycle. You're not thinking like, oh, keep my balance, move your right foot up and left foot down and the, you don't think about it. You just do it. You know, you. But then you're moving through the environment. You have to watch out for potholes or another car right car or another bike. so you're not conscious about the action you're conscious about something else so it's even worse because you're you're not even you know when you're just juggling five balls you're not looking where you're going you're just focused on like doing your juggling so it's it's a level of mastery that once you get to that point you're not thinking anymore so if you're not thinking and you're doing something wrong you're in trouble but imagine you're not thinking and you're doing everything right. How much well, faster would we go? So I feel there's, there's like so many directions. Um, one, the idea of uh, that there is a right way. I, I think the most valuable thing that, I'm, that I've gotten from, from this uh, uh, sort of like the presentation of these concepts is just, it was sort of like an aha moment for me, or, or maybe not aha, but it was like an oh. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about, you know, Anthony got a moving that, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, I, so I, I, I think that it's, this is a, it's a very, it's, it's, it, it's almost the value in it is almost just to start thinking about it. And for me, and less maybe about specifics, you, you might get into the specifics. And I also kind of get a sense that. Like you're, you're responding to maybe what I'm saying about like bringing people to juggling and getting them to five balls, and you're saying, but wait a minute, if they learn incorrectly, then then what? Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I've I've been a juggling club sponsor. I've taught juggle, uh, juggling at a summer camp, overnight summer camp. Um, so I have experience teaching juggling. Yeah. Uh, you you teach juggling as well. It's there's probably hundred there's other people around the country absolutely so there's in the world there's, there's people teaching juggling all the time there's probably also more people kind of learning that themselves in mm-hmm. a way mm-hmm. there's people spontaneously learning how to juggle like all the time mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. so to it's kind of tough because you know when we look at sort of disciplines and we look at um, these these arts or the you know sports it's like you know, we all, you know, and then you could even go way, way, way and say, like, you know, the, the, when it's time for the hatchling baby to, to leave the nest and then they learn how to fly. It's like, how do, you know, <laughs> did the mom teach yeah. the kid how to do it's that? It's embedded it, it's, in them. So it's embedded, right. So that's almost like, it's just like within them to like, 
to do it, it just like happens. So we're we're somewhere like in between that in a way. Like we're um, I'm like going off <laughs> into like no, uh, it's but interesting, <laughs> but I, yeah, it's interesting. But you know, so what's what's instinctual versus what is, and then, and then there's another question where it's like, well, what I feel like it's important to also remember flexibility. So not so much like, well, this is exactly the right way that my muscles work or that your muscles work, but that even if we keep this in mind, that the the foundation that we're, like, so th- this is something that I, I don't think I ever thought of before. The idea that as I'm learning something, I'm creating that foundation for the, for, for what's for the beyond, next step for the, beyond that. I mean, in a way it's like, well, of course, like you're going to learn three balls and that's going to help you get to four mm-hmm. balls. But the way that you juggle three balls is the foundation for your five for your five right so if you have a poor pattern you cannot just amplify that poor three ball pattern and it's going to end up doing five because it's going to be way too wide or way out of the box and it's just going to be impossible to sustain so you're going to actually learn a new pattern to do five balls which has nothing to do with your pattern you just spend like a year mastering to do three balls well i hope it didn't take you three a year to learn three balls no but i mean i'll have to say you know what you're, you're wasting your money in my class uh, right no but i'm talking <laughs> like a beautiful three balls you know like where you can just i would hope to get someone to to get to where they where they're not looking at, at the balls mm-hmm. and having a conversation mm-hmm. sitting is a big yeah it's uh, a big one important level for three balls if you mm-hmm. can if you could sit uh, on the floor mm-hmm. and look through the pattern mm-hmm. and, and juggle uh, how uh, long would you give people I, I think I would hope that with a dedicated uh, with dedication and um, with the right w- with a, an instructor who's like working to get to that point mm-hmm. I would I would say like a month a month yeah I think that's wow possible. but it's got to be someone who's dedicated who wants to do this Oh man, I I don't think so. That's I don't think so. I think if you start from nothing, I think a month is really short. Yeah, okay. I mean, maybe a month is sort of like what you could hope for. And if they don't get it by two months, then no, I don't agree with you. I think people are so different. I, that's the thing. Also, it's like when I'm saying when I'm saying the perfect pattern, I'm not saying like there's one perfect pattern for everybody. I'm talking there's everybody has their own perfect pattern, right? That fits, so, that fits them. That fits them. That fits their body, their flexibility, the, the way their body is shaped, mm-hmm. the way their muscle function, the way we're we're all different. We all have very different bodies. Right. With very different uh, capacities. You know, like we're not all equal at all physically and and mentally you know like we we're very different like we're wired differently you can see it in kids like when kids grow up they some kids develop first some motricity um agility and what's that word motricity what's the motricity motricity is like the capacity to move your body um in different ways so when you're a kid you know, you learn how to crawl and then you learn how to walk. You don't learn to walk before you crawl. You know, like there's there's steps in mm-hmm. learning the motricity of the body. So how you move your body around and the patterns. How do you of, spell that? I'm, 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 M-O-T-R. 
Y C no motree C E I T Y M O It's a French word motricity Oh it's it's not but in, it, in English Yeah it is in English but nobody nobody knows it M O R T I R M O R T Mo tree Oh M O T R I M O T M O T Yeah R I Yeah C I C I T Y motricity wow yeah it's very important it's all about like learning to move and coordinate your body and motor 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 Ah. motricity how to move Ah. the the motor pattern of your body yeah and so you know some kids develop that before they develop some like calculating skills in your in their brain to learn two plus two or whatever and some kids are the opposite so that that's why well that's another discussion but why the school system is still bullshit because we're not taking that into consideration we we want the kids to all know how to jump by this age and two plus two by this age but actually kids don't develop the same way there's things that comes before another and it's just random it depends who you are so this is in some ways this kind of circles back to the something that we didn't touch on we were, we were getting to and then got tangential but the idea of the remember we were talking about the the solo juggler mm-hmm. the individual juggler mm-hmm. then there's the juggling community mm-hmm. so the juggling community is in some ways that's kind of like the first grade like the, these grades the schools and stuff mm-hmm. because it, and it, it has i mean it's it, you know they say like uh, herding cats you know, the, you ever heard of that expression? No. So, the the expression it's like herding cats. Because oh. can you can you herd cats? Mm-hmm. No. Like, yeah. How, how could you do that? Yeah. They, they don't. They won't. <laughs> they, their their nature is to not be able to be herded. Yeah. So jugglers, in a way, like having a juggling community, it's like herding cats because every juggler is so unique and they're all going in their own direction, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time. Jugglers have found a way to sort of herd themselves a, li- a little bit. Mm. And when you get groups, right, groups are, it, it almost be, you, the individual, which is always, right, so there's always the individual and the group. That's mm-hmm. always a dynamic because we are social. If we, had, if we had to live in the universe completely alone, we wouldn't last long, right? Mm-hmm. We need people. We, we need each other. Mm-hmm. So you... When, once you have those groups, though, right, then that becomes its own organism, maybe. They become, they, they have their own limitations mm-hmm. that the individual will ha- be frustrated by because they're not, a, like, the, the kid in second grade who can do fifth grade math is bored in the right. second grade. Right. And the teacher doesn't have time Mm-hmm. To keep that student interested, mm-hmm. and then now they're a uh, discipline problem. Mm-hmm. So that you see, you see, and then you go down all these roads. It's like, mm-hmm. but the kid was so gifted, so gifted at, at math. Absolutely. So that's always the problem of the group, and it's all. It, and it's it, also the problem of having a dogma in ju- teaching juggling. That's why I is, think. Yeah. That, that's why I think you're 
time period is way too restrictive because I think you're right. Like the, the people that are gifted or that have everything in place for some reason are totally going to get there in a month. I, I probably got there in like three days, you know, because I was gifted when I started. You had a, you, you went after it. It became something that you And also I was do. gifted. You needed to do it in your mind. My, I was you coordinated, yes. you know, like from the beginning. Yeah. For, for, I was always coordinated. Like this yeah. was always part of me. You Being interested in using the right as, as, as much as the left and all those things, like this curiosity of the 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 proper curiosity you need to be a good juggler i had this when i was born for whatever reason so, yeah so it was just made for me in a sense mm -hmm. but imagine someone that's on the opposite um, of the spectrum and i meet people like that and they tell me oh i'll never know how to juggle and i'm like there's there's no such thing everybody can juggle unless you have like bad motricity problems because you're impaired and you have you're a person with disabilities with no then i understand unless you're really like medically a person with disabilities you're gonna learn to juggle yeah 98 percent or i mean maybe someone who's of, of such advanced age as well it might be right too difficult well yeah but then it's yeah it becomes like you know you can't move your arm yeah well yeah then i guess i can't teach you to juggle obviously but that, that's why i was curious about asking you like the time period because m i have like much greater time periods i'm like like for what you said like juggling sitting down looking through your pattern i'm like six months a year I'm like it doesn't matter how long it takes because you some people might have to build some skills in their brain or in their body, uh, you know, connect, like uh, regarding uh, agility, dexterity, motricity, uh, being able to like um, coordination that they might not have. And it might, and it might take a long period of time to like, set those standards but then once those are in place and properly in place the same person that took like a year to learn three balls might go much faster mm -hmm. because they have all that you know what i mean it's it's i mean i was when i say a month two months it's kind of like a you know throwing like a number out there it was something i would be i would be hopeful for like if someone mm -hmm. were to take a, a series of uh, uh, classes or instruction with me i would i would that would be i'd be like wow that's this this is good like if if every student could get on uh, on a track like that um and i'm gonna Maybe give them all the pointers that they need and if they were to to, to do those things and if they were to you know take the take to you know, incorporate them and to, to own them, yeah. but also figure it out for yourself, like you're saying too. I mean, I think that's a big part of um, the coaching uh, a role is is providing perspectives for the student, for the the person learning, and then that, and then also encouraging them to kind of figure it out for themselves too. Absolutely. So absolutely. But you know, so that hopefully maybe someone will come to the you know the, a class and say. I'm having trouble with my uh, left hand over the top. What can I do about it? Mm -hmm. Or I find that when I'm walking, I'm, I'm walking forward 
while I'm doing three balls, what can I do about it? Mm -hmm. You know, so these, and I just tell them like, just keep walking. (laughs) 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 But, but so, but again, this in some ways it goes back to the utility. It's like, well, why, why why am I juggling? Right. How how am I juggling? What is what is this for? Why are we juggling? Why are you juggling? It was it, it, it was it was satisfying to me. It was why did you start again to juggle after stopping for like 10, 15 years? Well, I it was it was the time. This was a time when it uh, it sort of it, it felt like it was the right time. It, things in my life were uh, changing in a way where it seemed like this would be uh, something that would be good for me to do. And, for uh, what? For health. Health. Yeah, it's 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 health, be, mental health, physical health. Well, all, all types of health. I think juggling is a is intrinsically healthy activity when it's done uh, with purpose. Mm-hmm. For for health. So what's the purpose? Right. <laughs> that was good. That was a good uh, uh, around around there. So that maybe maybe the purpose is to be healthy. To, or to, to be to, smarter, to be more agile, to be to learn to know more your body, to develop your body in different ways. To what if all those are components of health? Yeah. So no juggling chainsaws. It's just not healthy. Well, this <laughs> is just a trick. This is See, a trick. That's a tr- right. So this one is not a skill. This one is a trick. It's clearly Sorry, a skill. Whoever does that. You know the, the 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 chain is actually, you know, looping around yeah. at a high velocity. So you're juggling something that has a a different uh, gravitational mm. center and everything, and centrip- centripetal forces. Mm. So it actually is a, a skill. Right. <laughs> it could yeah. be looked at that way. That's such a drama for me, this change saw thing, because then it puts in the mind of the public this crazy, over-the-top, deathly picture. And then that becomes... De- deathly... Picture? Picture. Oh, picture. Okay. Like a, a deathly picture. I didn't understand that. Yeah, no, like some sort of, yeah. you know, in people's mind, then right. they have this picture of right. like, oh... Yeah, the, this is like, ooh. This Juggling is, is dangerous. Yeah, it's pushing the the thing t- to the max, you know. It's right. like if you miss, you cut your hand. And it's like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck? It makes me mad. It, make, it pisses me off because I'm like, I, I see juggling as an art form. Not, not you're going to cut your hand. When you go to see an opera, a ballet, and it moves you because... It did move me when I saw ballet. When I see a beautiful ballet and it's like modern and, and there's those dancers that spent like 20 years perfecting their art so they can do like 15 pirouettes and jumps and defy gravity with their bodies. I don't need to know that if they fall on the ground, they're, they're going to cut their leg. That, that, that makes me feel better or it does not help me appreciate their art knowing that they're going to cut their leg if they fall. You know, it, it would actually 
remove some of my appreciation for the art. I know that they might, you know, like hurt their ankle if they do a false movement during the choreography, but I also know and can see that they're so fucking good at what they're doing that they know what they're doing. They're not going to hurt themselves. But when you're throwing a fucking change saw in the air, you're clearly putting the picture out there being like, hey, if I miss, I cut my arm. How does that make it more enjoyable? Why would you enjoy more knowing that you're going to cut your arm if you miss? What? Have you, have you explored the world of dangerous juggling? Well, I juggle fire, <laughs> juggle but it's fire. not ju- dangerous. Right. People so think it's dangerous, exactly, but it's not dangerous. Exactly. So it's just I, an illusion. I think that... The fucking chainsaw is dangerous. I think that the people who juggle chainsaws... They've gotten to the point where they've they it's not it's it's clearly more dangerous. I mean, uh, but but for them, I think that they're they're no, I I, I, I know they, that they, they I know that for them that they, they, they they're, mastering it. It. they're mastering it. I know it, that, yeah. but I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the picture they're putting out there for the right. rest of the world, for the audience, for the public, for the you know public to see. And this changes the perception of juggling. Right. Because now the first thing people ask me when they learn that I'm a juggler and that I'm like, oh, I'm a good, oh, you're in the Cirque du Soleil, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you must be a good juggler. Do you juggle chainsaw? What the fuck, man? (laughs) No, I juggle 10 balls and I do beautiful, soft, uh, um, etherical juggling with two that brings you into a dream world that you're gonna be wowed. You're, you know, I'm gonna take your breath away, like when you see a beautiful dancer doing a beautiful choreography. Mm-hmm. It's not about fucking chainsaw, or it's you know, the, the chainsaw thing brings it more into the per, the performance world of like, uh, sport or like. I like, I like how you danger did, like, sport, you know, like, like racing or, you know, like something like that. Like, uh, for instance, like if you're racing and then you're like, if you if you if you fuck up your racing, you're going to die, you know, and, and yeah. it's not a sport. Yeah. It's an art. But but then it, it also goes back to that thing. I think utility will always be an important component, because if it's not something that you need, then maybe it's not it's not a problem. Maybe it's something not something. You know what I'm saying? If he doesn't need that ability, then... No, and well, the, what you're saying actually brings me back to more like um, juggling is not necessary. And maybe that's why juggling is an art form. Um, so I, get, I think there might have been some confusion about the art of juggling. So it's it's the art again. Like remember we were talking about with juggling, the art, the skill, the micro skill. So with yeah, but I, I think I think you're like di- digressing from the meaning of art. What do you say when you say art? You know, when I s- say art, I have in my head music, um, sculpture, mm-hmm. like going to the art institute here in Chicago and looking. You know, spending two hours looking at art, looking at paintings, looking at uh, sculptures, looking at photos. Sure. So, and those are all static. Those are static, but I mean, like, and no, then you can yeah. also go to the theater, and then you're gonna see a theater piece, and you're gonna see art. You see, you see actors interpreting and whatever. And so, for juggling, there is the space 
where you can actually be an artist and be seen and be performing and be be an artist and then yes juggling is an art form so i guess the way i'm looking at it is that if they think of themselves as artists I guess it would be up to them, right? To to do that, and I'm I'm pushing you because that's yeah. the exact same um, dilemma that we have in the circus is that we're also athletes. Mm. I'm also an athlete because I have to maintain my body at a certain level of health and performance, and I think that's one of the things that uh, tickles me in the in in the juggling community is that I see a lot of jugglers that are juggling as athletes before they're juggling as artists. And that happened a lot in the US, especially with jugglers that are really good, but are not performers. They're mostly athletes. And they're really good athletes. They're like pushing the boundaries Mm -hmm. and they're doing amazing things, probably much better than I do. But they're not artists because they're not bringing that form into the art uh, space, you know, they're into a theater, into a circus, into a stage where they can actually create art. So, so it, it seems to me it's ambivalent. If, if, you know, the, the, the athlete it seems is almost as if. Okay, so let's just say like uh, the, the when you're the, the person who uh, runs around the, the the arena, right, and then they uh, as fast as possible is it like a. A sprinter. Right. Okay, it's so like in the Olympics. Yeah. The, the person they they train, they get on the line. They're gonna they're gonna try to be faster than, than the everyone other guys. else, and also beat their own record. Right. So you know, again, they're, they're athletes. Like, these are athletes, but but the idea is that there's like a, the, maybe I'm trying to get at a definition for ath, athlete because oh, yeah. it's about it seems, it seems to it, it seems to be about ex, quant quanti, quantity. Right, right. So you're, it's a, it's a not qualitative. So yeah, it is qualitative to be, too. What's qualitative about athleticism? Well, look at look at the sprinter that is going to win, and look at his movement. He looks like a beautiful uh, gazelle. You but, know, but to I, me, I, that's I, a result of the quant, the quantif- the, the, the the motion towards no, that quantity. No, I don't think so because I think they have an intention. And they have a way to be in their body and to master their body that is uh, quality over quantity. Then there's the quantity to repeat enough the motion so they become good enough. But there's a quality in uh, the way they execute the action. So it's not a difference of quality versus quantity because you can have both quality and quantity in an athlete and in an artist. Yes, yes. But the goal is quantitative. The goal is right. That that's an athlete. The goal, they, they, yes, they have a quality. Well, the ultimate goal is the competition. The that is gonna, you know, well, make. So is the person who first ran the Olympics, right, uh, marathon? The member of the, he carried the torch. Was he? He, he was not competing against anyone. Mm-hmm. Is he an athlete? I don't know the guy. I don't know. I mean, by the way we think of it, you know. So that's, For me, that's the an story. artist yeah. is there's an expression, and mm-hmm. that's the difference between the athlete yeah. and the artist. Is that yeah. the artist is expressing right. something. So the artist is using uh, the technique, 
mm-hmm. the juggling or whatever it is, mm-hmm. to say something, to express something, something, to to have a message convey, and it can be a uh, like a clear message or it can be like a very emotional message. It can be like an experience. It doesn't have to be like a you know like a political message or whatever. You know, it's like, but there is a voice. There is something. There, there is something that the artist is conveying to the audience. Is sharing. So, the in a sense, for me, the 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 tool, like the juggling, whatever is the technique you're using, becomes a tool. Nearly becomes a pretext. It becomes a pretext for the human being to share something with the audience. So the main focus is not anymore on the technique. It is on the message. It is on what is being shared right now. So for an athlete, the main purpose is the technique in in and of itself. There's nothing else but the technique. There's nothing else but running as fast as possible, doing whatever the best as possible. And then that is the end goal of the this moment in time. The artist, on the other hand, that technique is only a pretext to be there on stage and share with the audience and have a moment of symbiosis and share whatever the artist wants to share with the audience. So that's the difference. But we're using the same tool. We're using the same thing. So for juggling, and that's what's fantastic in juggling, is that juggling can be both and probably many other things. But if you push it at a very high level, it can be both a performance, a pure sport, like an athlete doing a a sport performance, or an art form where there's like... And like emotion and there's a whole um yeah like when i say message it, it's not like about words or letters you know it's it's really like about an expression like in you were saying like in ballet there's i don't yeah. think there's any words but it's just exactly there's music and there's uh, the there's emotion and there's something so but much. the technique is amazing because those i mean there's no olympic games for dancers but there should be because i mean look at them like athleticism from from the, the, point the of athletic an performance right. is like the, so, you know th- this is also um in, in some ways a contrast between us because you are the athlete um and for me i, I would say i'm not I, i'm not an athlete i don't even know to what extent i would am an artist of it um i would like to, I guess I would say that I uh, practice, I work at the art of juggling um, side of it. But That's why from, I was asking you, point what are you getting out of it? What do I get out of it, juggling? Yeah, because I know, I know why I'm juggling. I'm juggling because that's my art form and that's my way to express myself. So every day I go and I practice two, three hours because I need to maintain that tools that allows me to go on stage and like talk to people like you know talk through my juggling yeah yeah but what is your for me at this point i mean i had this is actually my break day i had i i practiced three days in a row this is like the first time i've ever worked out three days in a row probably in 15 years cool congratulations (laughs) thanks thank you how are you feeling thank you 
I feel sore. In a good way or in a bad way? You know, because I was listening to your your podcast, about the 80% working out instead of like the 100%, mm-hmm. I was using that and it's, it's, that helps a lot. That's, cool. I think that I wouldn't have been able to do the three days. Cool. Keep that. on doing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what I get out of it at this point is um, staying positive, like getting the the satisfaction from it like the that's one thing that we get from you know as jugglers we get the um it's like you get that immediate feedback it's like you either caught the ball you didn't right you were either juggling the pattern or you didn't so you know if you're on the right track um and that's also something that it's and that's a kind of like a math part of math thing and um because and there's a lot of people who love math because you can have there's an answer right so, and and in, in yeah. this world, there's not a there's lot of answers. There's a definite, uh, clear answer. It's it's correct or it's not. Right. It's black or white. It's black or white. So with juggling, it's like you're getting that feedback all the time. Uh, Every time you catch a ball, you're like, okay, I got the feedback. It's black or white. <laughs> well, Although, yeah. uh, from my perspective, I you know remember like the last performance I, you were there. I did, and I was talking about failure, like. Yeah. Oh, I, I missed the ball, but did I really miss? Because I just did like... No, you missed. How? Well, I did how many uh, tour of like the trick, and I did it for like 30 seconds, and people had time to see it and everything, but then I still missed? Yeah, you still missed. Wow. See, that, that's the... I didn't catch the last ball, but I still did the trick. <laughs> From a technical point of view, you dropped the ball. At the very end of the trick. But you still had time to see the trick. Missing would would mean I start the trick and I'm not even able to do it. So you don't even know what I'm doing. Well, maybe if you said that you intended to drop that ball, then you didn't. And who would know? Yeah, so it's all about the reaction you have to the miss, to the drop. But I'm interested in in what you're saying. Like you're talking about... uh, the honesty and the direct feedback of juggling yeah. like you can't hide right uh, so there is a satisfaction but it's also it can it can be hard because juggling don't lie you know you you, you don't <laughs> shakira and uh, juggling <laughs> shakira's hips and uh, juggling they don't lie <laughs> that's a shakira song oh yeah yeah I don't know. Hips don't lie. Darling, you're not really supposed to sing. Yeah. yeah. So when someone says like "don't lie," it's really yeah, Shakira. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't lie. They, it's there's a vulnerability. You're out there. Everyone can see what you're doing. If you drop, you drop. But you can. The way the way that I've when, when I was juggling on on tour uh, around the country with bands and stuff. There was this thing because I had a built I had a built-in audience that when I was on tour I created basically or, or like found because mm. I would seek out where there was a uh, to you know see some bands that night and then I would you know go and ask them you know the, the person putting on the show would you like to see yeah someone juggle fire on a six foot unicycle yeah and they'd be like yeah okay and what can you put me in between the, you know because yeah. the bands are always setting up, and and these are in like garages. These yeah, are. Yeah. I don't think I even ever was at, or like a church 
or a basement somewhere. Mm-hmm. So and six know, foot uh, motorcycle in a basement. Sure. Yeah. How did you pull it right up? Right up to the you know. Then I just hang from the <laughs> ceiling. It's really easy. <laughs> but but you know. But you're also talking about maybe 20 people would be there. Maybe 40. If 100 people would be like probably not. So it's these really intimate environments, and also all these people are going there to see their ba- their friend's band, maybe a band from out of town that they like. They're not expecting to see a fire juggler. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun, mm-hmm. and and you know the response is like, oh yes, mm-hmm. because it was something that they weren't expecting, and it's sort of you know my presentation of those of this mm-hmm. uh, was like in a way that. Uh, sort of tailored and it's also because I'm in those communities and mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel like I, I am part of that too mm-hmm. so it's not like someone from the outside coming yeah, in I either know. I know what you're talking so about I that, agree that was, with you that was a lot of that was like really in some ways that was like at the height of what I was doing as a juggler mm-hmm. and it also informs like the, the sense of the vulnerability I mean I was out there on the road this was in 2000 Mm-hmm. The year two thousand, you know, I was out for like over thirty days. I think it was like thirty-five days, and uh, the, you know, I, I show up in a town, didn't know one person. That I don't, I, I don't, I, I didn't have a cell phone. I had a phone card. Right. You had you had the phone card that had the the number you would dial. Like uh-huh. You'd have to punch in this like sixteen-digit number, and then it would say, "Well, what number do you want to dial now?" Uh-huh. So you wound up, you know, pressing like fifty buttons, you know, to call home. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, so I was just, it's like that, that was, but I wanted to, I didn't think twice about it. I was just like, this is what I want to do. Get in the car, go. Yeah, absolutely. You need to be spontaneous. If you overthink things, especially in juggling, you don't do anything. Let, let's say, let's say you, you have a, a school of juggling. I actually, in some ways I was thinking about my own, uh, what, what, I could do as far as teaching juggling. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, hmm, well, like martial arts is, there's some similarities there. Absolutely. In, in, in a way. I mean, yeah. juggling is not a, a martial art, but it's. There's yeah, a dedication it, there's and, a, and a practice that's very similar yeah, to It's very physical. Arts. You're using all of your bodies. There's like, it's, it's, they're not like in a gym, but there's like mats. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking like, like these martial arts studios. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you had a martial art. <laughs> If you had a martial arts uh, juggling school, <laughs> I mean, if you had a juggling school that was seem similar to a martial arts school in a way, like you're, you had, I mean, that also gets connected directly with like all those martial arts movies, you know, mm-hmm. the the karate movies, mm-hmm. and those have their own sort of, uh, uh, you know, meme uh, tropes, right? You know, like a trope is like a meme. It's uh-huh. a, it's something that uh, the story gets repeated over. Right. It doesn't matter uh, uh, what what the um, you know maybe someone gets wronged, then they have to fight the person in the right. other village. Right. You know all that stuff. So, and you, and as you as you if you watch a bunch of those, you'll you can also start paying attention as I was to the schools themselves because mm-hmm. a lot of times someone will wrong the master, mm-hmm. and so the the students will do something or feel mm-hmm. a certain way and they'll do something. So, you know, you, what you're kind of, I'm the way where my mind is when you're talking about, you know, the correct way of juggling, it's like you, you're, would be like the master 
and the people who follow your way, you know. It, <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that's where I'm thinking juggling shouldn't be a dogma. And that's why I say first, yes, there's a correct way to juggle. And then what I say right after is everybody's different. We all have different bodies. And we're not going to end up, this correct form of juggling is not going to end up looking the same for everybody. And so there is a methodology of juggling mm-hmm. that just is based on anatomy and physics. Mm-hmm. So it kind of applies to everybody because physics does apply to everybody. And anatomy too, in the sense that we, we're different, but we mostly all have two arms two legs, we all have the a head, yeah. like we, we kind of like have the same things in the same place, but with differences in mm. like the subtleties. Yeah. So there is like a, a rule or like a methodology for like the um, physics of it. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as you start teaching it at an individual level for, for a person, for like an individual one person, then you get right into their bodies, their capacity, their um, way of you know, being in a relationship with their body and how they're using their body. And, and then you adapt the technique to their bodies. Sure. So I'm on board. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, on board. No, but I, I, I like this discussion because it's really like getting into the details of like juggling and, and how and I think why it is so complicated. Because I think if it was so easy to, to teach what, exactly one way to juggle, there would already be a school of juggling the same way there's you were saying like martial arts, like schools there would be one or or maybe dozens but the but there isn't but the thing that you'll like so in the karate movies the the schools compete right that's that's part of um the like the sort of like the nature of them and they're not only competing in the sense of uh they're competing in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. and uh, part of it is almost like my master's technique is better than your absolutely. master's technique absolutely that, that comes up a lot. And they think that because one is going to kick the other one's ass, it right. means that the technique is better, which is not true. Which is not true. It can be because of so many different factors. It's not only because of that. You right. know? So, so that's... I don't think the technique should be judged on, okay, my guy juggled nine balls and your guy juggled ten balls. And what... I keep seeing videos online of guys that juggle like 13 balls and they look terrible. Yeah, They look fucking terrible. I, I, I liked what uh, Anthony Gatto said, which was, um, it's like, yes, I, I see, you know, I, I can't, ju- I don't know if he can do it or not, but like, I think at the time he was like, I can't do that. Um, but at the same time, it's like you caught that on camera for one time yeah. and that was like four seconds of your life. Yeah. And, and that's, that's great, cool, but like I'm, you know, doing a show Every every twi- twice th- a day, three, three times, yeah, twice a day, and I have day. to do it over and over again and and not miss. So yeah. I my, you know, the guy's percentage of chance is like zero point zero 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 one percent of doing the trick. I need to be at like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of doing the trick. Right. So it's the opposite sense of the spectrum. So yeah, I, I'm not. I don't have any like world 
record of anything, but because my purpose in juggling is to be on stage, not to be an athlete. And that's the difference we're talking so about. So you, you don't want to be considered an athlete? Oh, no, yeah, I have no problem in being you, considered an athlete because I think being an athlete is awesome. I don't think there's anything wrong with being an athlete, but in juggling, I think there's different schools of juggling in that capacity because some people have different goals yeah. and oh, yeah. some oh, jugglers yeah. are seeing juggling as a sport and there's nothing wrong with that, but in a way, I'm not doing the same thing. We were talking about it, like how juggling is so much more. It's like in, it, it, it Im, Im, implies physical skills, mental skills, mathematical skills, I think spiritual skills, like all kinds of skills. You have to like learn dexterity, flexibility, power, uh, like it's tapping into so many things that in a way I think reducing it to a sport is a reduction and not an empowerment of juggling. Juggling is more than that. Juggling can be um, a tool to express yourself, as I told you, as an artist. I don't think you can use sprinting as a tool to express yourself as an artist. You know, you're sprinting, you're sprinting. You go from A to B and you try to go from A to B the fastest yeah. possible. How can you say something while you do that? Because you're entire 100% of your focus is aimed at being as fast as possible. Well, so if you're Hussein Bolt, then you'll, then you'll go like this. Like, right, you can, can try. Can, can so in a way, you can be an artist sprinter in like the quality of the movement and how you develop your technique that you're going to have your own style while you're running. But it cannot be It's not going to be the, the running itself in a way. Yeah. It's the it personality be, of the athlete. Yeah. And then it's like, it's going to be blue or green or pink, but it's that's it. And it's probably not going to change much during the career of the artist because the career of the athlete, because it's their personality. As an artist, I can create an act that is going to be like this on Tuesday and then two weeks later create an act that is going to be completely different. I have a range of expression. And I think when you reduce juggling as a sport, you, you're you're missing on all of that range of expression, and I I I think it's a shame to I, lose I, that. I would I would I would be excited. I would actually I would love to see it in the Olympics. Um, and I think that by being in the Olympics at that point, if there would be people who would be inspired to juggle. And to me, that would be the best part of it. True. And also to enjoy, to see it, you know, to see what the outcome is, and to see how it, you know, how how it how it's done, and like what, you know, what what yeah, is what true. actually happens. But you, but it would. Uh, I think the 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 profile of juggling would be like whoa. People would be like wow. I want to try to juggle. Yeah. And and I think as we came to talk about earlier was that jugglers like to watch jugglers, and jugglers are the better audience for jugglers too. A lot of jugglers go to see Jay Gilligan because jugglers want to watch Jay Gilligan juggle. Mm -hmm. So the more jugglers there are, the more of an audience there'll be for juggling. 
Yeah. I think everybody enjoys a good juggling act, but the act needs to be good. Well, it's a... It's a you know, not boring. It's a more, like, kind of like... It's a more, like, educated audience. Right. Absolutely. So the, That's the, for sure. Yeah. If you have 100 people who don't know how to juggle at all, they'll look at a juggling uh, routine and they'll be like, oh, cool. But if you have 10 no, people in the audience... No, but that's not... That, 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 I, I disagree with you. Well, yeah, I disagree with you. What's, what? Because as a juggler, as a professional juggler, who's... I'm mainly performing mm-hmm. with my juggling... I don't build my juggling performance for jugglers. I build my juggling performances for people that... Everybody. For the public, yeah. For the public. And I assume they don't know how to juggle. Right. So I build it so they can appreciate the most. And I know that jugglers still appreciate what I do. Right. But I design my performances for an audience that don't know how to juggle. Because I know that I'm performing for them. If I was performing for a juggling audience, I, I would do something very different. But that's not my purpose. I guess, I guess kind of what I'm saying is like, if there was 100 people watching you and no one knew how to juggle, they'd be like, oh, like, they'd be like, whoa. You know, mm-hmm. like they, they saw it and they're like, it's, a, it's juggling, whoa, right? And if uh, 10 people in the audience, like they happen to know juggling, maybe they, because I've been in that, it's like my family is going to the circus mm-hmm. and I, it's like, oh, there's a juggling yeah. routine. It's like all of a sudden like I'm clued into that and it's like, whoa, I'm, I'm able to understand that more than my family. Well, and, you're and able to understand the technical part of it more. And, but and the, the whole, I get a much the better whole sense. The artistic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, How I get so? a much, because I, I'm, I'm thinking, what if that was me? What what if or what if I had constructed that or that's someone, I, like I've constructed routines before, mm-hmm. like this person and, and like the choices that they make and and you're like oh and it gives me ideas or like how did they do it this mm. way they're they're you know uh, if I was doing it what would, would I have done something different or look or and maybe I'm missing some, maybe I missed something but that was my experience mm-hmm. and so I but I, whereas like my parents it's you know my family when we go to something like this. They walk out and they're like, that was a cool show. Right, but they, they, they can't get into details like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. You want to say something? You have social media or some shit like that? I just want to say thank you, sir. Sure. Oh, come on. <laughs> this, this is great. <laughs> that was cool. really cool. All right. Time to wrap it up. If you find this podcast valuable, you can support it in many ways. You can review it wherever you listen to it, first. Second, you can share it on social media with your friends. Good. More listeners, better for me. Or you can support it directly. Yes, you can now support the podcast directly by purchasing juggling props on playjuggling.com using my special link. I'm hoping it's going to be playjuggling.com slash DWG. DWG for Dancing with Gravity. This is my direct link for you to get your juggling props directly from the factory in Italy at no shipping cost. 
freaking amazing. Yes, free shipping cost uh, just for you guys. On my end, I'll get a commission on any juggling equipment you buy using that link. So thanks for listening to the show. And remember, failure is an essential part of juggling, but failing is not the problem. The problem is not learning from your failures. So get out there, juggle, fail, learn, repeat. Repeat.